Oh, what can I get you? Hey, Santa, a pony and an iPhone for my mom. She really wants one. That's a lot. Look, at Metro, they'll give you an iPhone 6S just for switching. Charlie Jingle Bells. I should switch to Metro. It's smart. You should. Get this unbelievable deal under your tree. Switch and get an iPhone 6S on us. Hurry, because deals this good don't last long. Metro by T-Mobile. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. Blog Talk Radio.
on me. Everyone, welcome to the flip side today. I'm one your I'm your co-host Zion Porter, and I'm your other co and I'm your co-host Abe Porter, Abdul Porter. And I'm your moderator, Mrs. Rashida Jabbar, and welcome to the flip side. Wow, fellas, we have a wonderful, wonderful show today. We have a special guest that's going to be joining us very shortly, a sister Rabia. Ahmed from the organization Smart Inc. That's S dot M dot A dot R dot T dot Inc. And that stands for Single Mothers Are Really Trying. And we want to check with our host, Jacqueline Taylor Adams, to make sure that we're on the same page tonight because we were having some difficulties. Jacqueline Taylor Adams, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Okay, we just wanted to make sure. Okay, great. Welcome, Jacqueline, as well. The Jacqueline Teller right. Adams is a Swiss Master Griot Radio, well as she's my marketing director for JNR Grassroots and the flip side. And um, we want to send our um, appreciations out. And we also, while we're waiting on Rabia, we just want to mention a few things that school is on its way out, so we want to congratulate our um, graduates, um, graduating from high school, elementary school, middle school, <laughs> college. <laughs> we want to, to congratulate all of you on your achievements and continue to succeed and excel. Now, what we want to cover this today, we want to um, send a few shout-outs to a few people because um, a little later on in the segment at um, 9 o'clock, between 9 and 9.30, we're going to cover a topic, which the boys is not going to be including on this topic, about re-injury and incarceration. And um, it's going to be or more or less on a personal um, note, so you really want to tune into this. This is going to be a real exciting, um, interesting dialogue from a personal experience and what's going on in our judicial system with our young men and women. Okay. Um, Zain, how has school been for you this year? Want to talk about that while we're waiting on um, our guests? Pretty good. Pretty good. So what kind of achievements do you think that you made this year? New friends. Mm-hmm. And some, I found out about some new places. New places such as? Like, um, what's it called? <laughs> Put you on the spot, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Did you learn um, in reference to other countries? Yeah. Where did you go this year? Did you go anywhere special um, to see anything special? I knew that next year you're going to Canada. Your school is taking you to Canada next year? Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then in the eighth grade, you guys go to the Bahamas, right? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going to be pretty good. You're going to be pretty creeped out. <laughs> Why? Okay, I'm going to pack a bunch of stuff. I'm going to 
eBay and buy a bunch of stuff. Okay, can you hear you? Going to have to go on eBay and buy a bunch of stuff. Oh wow. Okay, so Abdul, what about yourself? How was school for you this year? Uh, it's been good. A little rough roads. Yeah. A little couple of rough roads for you. Yeah, I had a little off. A little off. A little off sometimes, off and on. Mm-hmm. But so far, some achievements I made was honor roll. Mm-hmm. Like Zion said, new friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, study a lot of countries. Nice. Um, nice. Like Nigeria. We were supposed to study Haiti, but we didn't quite get to that. Nigeria. We studied a little bit about Africa, some countries in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been pretty good. So you all are at the Global Leadership Academy Charter School. And this year was the first year at the new state-of-the-art school. What did you think about it? It was awesome. Awesome? It was so cool. <laughs> what do you have in the school that is so unique, different from the old school? Because, you know, everyone listening, their school burnt down. So they had to rebuild the school, and it, it's really beautiful. Tell us some of the things that's in your school. Laptops, the new desktops, Windows 7, um, elevators. <laughs> Better lunches, mm-hmm. fresh made from scratch, tape, new tables, better schoolyard, playground. Wow. Abdul? Well, first, we have a library full of books and computers. And just about every special teacher has their own classroom. Mm-hmm. So they not classroom, like a room that they can teach in so they won't have to come to our own classroom like we had to do last year and the year before that and the year before that. Some classrooms have their own computers, like in mine. Um, you have them at your desk? Your computer right at your desk? Yes, right on top That's, of it. Wow, right on top of the desk. That's great. Yes. That's great. I see when I walk into school, I see that they have the weather showing at different um, cities and things of that nature. The weather bug. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's great. Well, I want to. Those have different times of the cities. Wow, well, great. And I and I do want to say that um, congratulations to both of you. That um, your school is over next week, but you all have um, passed to the next grade. Congratulations! No summer school. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, passing with honors, and I'm very proud of you, brothers. That's really great. Yeah. Go ahead. You. And uh, yesterday and today, I had to take my MSAs. Today in reading, I got an A, wow. and in math, I got a B. Woohoo! Congratulations, Abdul. That counts in three test scores for your main for the main grade your report card. All right. And, to, and when I had to do my G grade about last week, I passed. Good, great. Great. Woo! And I passed my um test today with great. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Great achievements, I am. I am. You say it's tiring? Yes, that's why I was tired when I came home. Yes, yes. Well, when you have to make the brain work, sometimes you get tired. I'm very proud of you, brothers. Let's um, check and see if our guests are on the line. Uh, is Rabia with us yet? Okay. Um, All right, we'll, we'll wait a few minutes because we have more to talk about while we're waiting on um, Rabia. Uh what I would like to do is that I would like to give out the number. Um, one of you young men would like to give out the number to call in to the flip side. The flip side number to call in is 1-646-716-7994. Would you like to repeat it? And I will repeat it again. 
1-646-716-7994. Okay, now we're, wait, we're going to be listening out for you all to call in and speak to our young advocates. And once again, as I said before, we want you to continue to tune in because we have a topic, um, as we know, that we speak grown folk talk at 9 o'clock. Okay, and um, Zion Abdul is going to leave us a little early tonight. Uh, they want to um, get ready for school tomorrow, so they want to leave a little early. As you said, you heard them say they have tests that they have to do. Um, I want to recognize a a, a young man um, that I met uh, some about a month ago. Yeah. Okay, about a month ago, and he is a brother that is from Nigeria. And he um, is a phenomenal brother that does a lot of work um, for humanitarian efforts across the world and um, the world pe uh, place uh, up in Staten Island, New York as well. And his name is uh, Pastor Favor uh, Akidosa. And I'm, I'm hoping that I pronounced his name correctly. And he's um, the senior pastor with the World Palace, and that's in Staten Island, New York, at 541 Bay Street. I just wanted to give a shout-out to him because he's going to be coming on the show. Um, hopefully we can get him on before, because uh, we are going to be taking a break for the summer. We have one more show to do, and then the boys are going to take a break. And we would definitely like to get him on to speak about the wonderful work that he's doing as well. I also want to mention one of the members of an organization that we started called the NECC. And um, this is a young man who has a auto mechanic school by the name of, um, his name is Sherman, and he's the president and CEO. His school is located at 7446 Ogons Avenue, right here in Philadelphia. And the zip is 19138. That is the PAT school. And it's an auto mechanic school where it teaches you tra crafts and trades of the auto mechanic industry and also grants you licensing. And the brother helps to prepare you for the auto mechanic um, world to, for gainful employment. Now, that number is 215-381-9403. Again, that is Pat's school on 7446 Ogons Avenue here in Philadelphia. Also want to remind everyone that on the 16th, this Saturday coming up, that there's also another event up in Chester, Pennsylvania, at the City Hall Community Center. Um, the event starts at 12 noon to uh, 5 p.m. There will be entertainment. We have an international um, entertainment going on, Latino artists, African-American artists, um, it's going to be a phenomenal day. We want you to come out and support um, our efforts in trying to help to not reinvent the wheel, but to help to bring assistance to um, some of the youth and members of the city of Chester, Pennsylvania. Okay. Now, we're hoping that Rebia is called in soon because we're going to move right on with our show. Um, she said that she was going to make a lot. So what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and let the boys go ahead and read off Sister Rabia's um, bio, so that way when she comes online, we will already um, have went through this. So Zion is going to start off reading um, Sister Rabia's bio and what the Smart Inc. organization is. Smart Inc. 
is a nonprofit organization that provides reentry and residential rehabilitation. Rehabilitation. Rehabilitation services to people suffering with addictions and co-occurring disorders. Our goal is to help women improve health and wellness, reduce risk of additional relapse, STDs, and violence. We also help to provide to improve self-sufficiency, build and sustain healthy relationships, and strengthen families. Smart houses, women and their children who are re-entering from the forensic system or that are in need of additional of addition treatment. Okay, Abdul, can you tell us what is their purpose? S- Smart desires to make a footprint and take leadership in providing services to disadvantaged mothers and children. Temporary shelter as well as other support services will be offered to women with children who are homeless, recovering from addictions, victims of spousal abuse, ex-felons, or otherwise economical, economically disadvantaged. Wow. Great. Now we want to welcome our guest, uh, Sister Rabia Ahmed from the organization Smart Inc., Single mothers are really trying. Sister Rabia. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. Good evening. Wa alaikum salam, my sister. Good evening, everyone. (laughs) It is such a pleasure to have you on, Sister Rabia. And we are so excited, and we want to hear all about SMART and the wonderful work that you are doing. As you just heard, we read off your wonderful uh, mission statement and your purpose, uh, the purpose of SMART, which is phenomenal, and the work that you're doing for the young women are phenomenal. So we want to do, Rabia, we want to get right into the questions that the boys have for you, because as I said before, they really are tired and they want to disperse, and we want to continue the dialogue um, after we get a few questions in. So everyone be prepared to dial in. Once again, that number is 1646. 716-7994. Okay, Brother Zain, you want to go ahead and take that away. Greet the sister. Hello, Sister Ibia. Hello, dear. How are you? Good. And thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Um, Sister Ibia, why did you want to make a difference in the lives of women of abuse? Well, one but one of the things, one of the reasons why um, I wanted to make a difference was because growing up, uh, I grew up in Philadelphia, and um, it appeared that my parents' house was the house where everybody came to. You know, a lot of um, uh, women uh, that were abused, runaways, um, women that were having difficult times, and it seemed as if um, growing up that that's what attracted uh, um, attract that 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 was attractive to me to have these women come and watch my parents help them. And um, then I started I started doing it. Actually, um, I was just reminded about a year ago 
that when I was about 17, one of my neighbors got suspended from school, and um, he was scared to tell his mother. And he reminded me that I took him back to school and said <laughs> said that I was his aunt or sister or somebody, and I was able to get him reinstated in school, and his mother never knew because he was going to be in serious trouble. And I forgot about that. And I was about 17 or 18 years old. So, you know, those are the kind I had a runaway to come and stay at our house for three days. My parents didn't know she was up on the third floor hiding out in my bedroom. Um, So just watching my parents do it, and over the years, I just adopted that, that, that same behavior and that same type of action. Wow. Do you think that the smart Assalamu alaikum sister Rabia Wa alaikum salam dear It's a pleasure to have you to our on our talk show today The pleasure is mine Thank you My name is Abdul Shahid Porter and I'm going to be asking you some questions Question number 1 okay. Do you think that the smart really helps the women and children and if so, why do you think that? Um, unfortunately, we can't help everybody. I wish that we could, but I know that there are some success stories um, that I do know of when the women, they come to my office or they'll call and they'll need some aid and um, counseling or housing or a job or whatever have you. And because we keep a tracking of um a two year tracking record. So when they come, um I make sure that for two years we stay in contact with the individuals that we provide services for. And most of the time they'll they'll, you know, they'll respond, they'll call back and they'll say, you know, Sister B, I found the job. So we were able to get some women and and um in a school to get their GEDs and with their contact with them. There are some women that we did get jobs for, you know, and they are in contact with us. Um, they're contacted um, twice a month just to see if they're still working and how's everything going and do they need any additional uh, um, assistance. So we know that it's working because of the feedback and because of the responses and Someone may call me or call um, one of my staff members and say, you know, um, y'all got my sister a job and you know, you, you were able to help um, with my daughter. I want to know, can I get some help? You know, so when we hear stories like that, that motivates us, you know, that, wow, this is really working. You know, some people are really getting some help. Because if they didn't give us any feedback, then, we, you know, we really wouldn't know. But because of the feedback and responses that we get, um, we know that, you know, we are reaching somebody. You know, there was one young lady, she was 15, and she didn't want to go back to school. She came to my office for three days, and we all were talking, you know, talking to her, and um, she ended up going back to school, you know, and because of some other difficulties that she was having, um, you know, uh, we work with the with the principal. We work with the teachers, and 
you know, um, so she'll be able to go to her her right grade in um, uh, September. So those kind of things let us know that, you know, that some of what we do is working. That's great. That's great. Thank you. When did your when did your organization start? Um, actually, we got the name Smart in 1986 with a friend of mine from um, Arizona, and um, she passed away a few years ago. Her name was Sophia. May the Lord be pleased with her. She um she one day out of the blue she asked me, "What what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life?" This was 80, 1986, and I told her I want to help women. I want to help children. I want to you know, provide some type of service to women that are out there struggling. She said, I know a name, and she said, smart. Single mothers are really trying. So I, that that stuck with me. Since 86, I've been building building smart, you know, um, doing fundraisers. Um, we spent about three years making food for homeless people in um, Philadelphia, downtown Philadelphia, Um uh, giving giving out when it was giving out the free food, we were very instrumental in giving out the uh, uh, free food and um, feeding the homeless and just doing little things like that. Um, taking blankets downtown to, for the um, homeless um, people that were downtown. So um, it just it just built up from year to year since 1986 to where we are now. What type of programs you do you offer? We offer parenting classes um since we have a lot of young um teens and um young adults that are um having children um we're providing per, um parenting classes for them. We also provide drug and alcohol counseling to some of the women and some of the men. We do get men um, that are struggling with drugs and alcohol. Um, We also do a reentry program for uh, the women that are coming out of the prisons that have nowhere to go and that do not have any contact with any resources. So um, we help them as far as you know, getting their birth certificate, getting their um, Social Security card. Some of them wanted their driver's license, you know, things like that that we take for granted is big, it's a, it's a big issue. Um, coping skills, we have a really nice coping skills program for um, for some of the women that are trying to get acclimated back into the community and don't know how to cope with certain things. Um we also uh have a circle that we do twice a month a um support group for women to build up their self esteem you know um because coming out of prison and even coming out of uh dark places like drug and alcohol, you know sometimes the women get beat down so bad that they don't love themselves anymore, so we build their self esteem you know showing them you know, how to love themselves so that they can love, so that they can love others. 
she has such a, a beautiful spirit coming through the phone, doesn't she? <laughs> you, you have all of oh, us listening, and, and it's, it's really um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's captivating. Kind of Dual said captivating. <laughs> it's kind of long. Okay, that was really great. Um, now, this is the last question that the boys have for you, um, Rabia. Rain. Okay. What can the public do to help y'all? What can the pub- public do to help your efforts? Um, actually, uh, <laughs> you say public. I don't. Um, as far as um, our our operations, um, um uh, I mean, we. He said he means people in general. Oh, pe- oh, people are um people are very supportive. We have some fundraisers and um people seem to come out to the fundraisers. They're very su- they come past the office. Um uh they'll, they'll drop off things. One lady bought a whole big bag of ladies undergarments for ladies and children. One lady came by bought she said, I don't know if you could use these pampers. She bought tons of pampers and diapers over for the women that we serve. Somebody donated us cases of brand-new shoes. And these are different people that's in the community that knows what we're doing, and they might not have monetary, you know, um, support. They might not have the money to, to support us, but they know what we're doing, and they'll say, you know, look, I, I have I have 20 brand-new blankets, you know, um, and like I said, these are people that's in the community. Actually, there was a few people on, on several occasions that said, you know, I see you guys in this office all day, every day, you know, and they bought us lunch. You know, they said, y'all can't, you know, we don't even see y'all coming out the office, you know. So um, the community as as a whole has been uh, very, 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 very supportive. Even some of the women that we serve, they'll they'll tell other women, you know, and um, you know they'll say, you know, why don't you go and visit Smart? See what they're doing. If you have anything you want to donate, you know they they take donations, and we even have donations that we give out. You know, um, some of our fundraisers, some of the women didn't have tokens and transpasses, and we were able to provide them with tokens and transpasses so that they could go out and look for work. So the community of of Chester um, has been you know, very, very gracious, you know, and um, very, very helpful as far as even with the newspapers. Um, we've been in the Chester spirit, I don't know how many times, in the Delaware times, you know, several times with the community, you know, coming out and supporting, you know, all that we do. Because it's it's a, it's a, it's a pretty nice, it's a pretty nice program. Um, I'm I'm pretty proud of it. Just the fact that when somebody comes back and they say, "Oh, you know, Mr. Dear, thank you," you know, that is that is the you know the gratifying part of what 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 we do. You know, of course, it'd be nice if we had money and a lot of money and to do you know a whole lot of things. But just to see some people's faces when we give them a brand new pair of shoes, you know, that 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 does something to the spirit. Yes, I'm great. I'm great, cross. So let me let me stop. <laughs> great. So so I wanna um 
So you did answer the question because the question was, how can the community help? And you did tell us in reference to the way that community has helped thus far. So we want the community of Chester and the community abroad, those of you that are listening in, to continue to assist and those of you that haven't. We know that times is rough. I know that at one time I was going to come out to the fundraiser, um, wasn't able to make it. They were doing a fundraiser on shoes. So you were doing a shoe sale, and everyone knows that I love shoes. So I'm sure that we continue to get the word out. The boys are laughing. Continue to get the word out about that, that Sister Red Beard. And they're brand-new shoes as well. So we mm-hmm. want to know that um, that you're doing those type of fundraisers. We want to open the lines up because, as I said before, our young advocates would like to, to um, leave now. So if anyone that has any questions for our young advocates, we ask that you do call now. If you have any questions for Sister Rebia, we ask that you give us a call now at 1-646-716-7994. That's 1-646-716-7994. And we're opening the lines up now for the next few minutes and see if the fellas get a call in, and then they would have to leave. Okay? Now, um, Sister Rabia, I want to ask you a few questions in reference to some some of the programming that um, SMART uh, renders to um, women. Now, this is not just women of color, is it? It's not just for women of color. It's for all women. Is that correct? Yes, I, I thought that he asked me um, what has the community does, and he asked me what 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 can the community do. I I misunderstood. It's, you answered that question. it pretty well. It's, it's oh, quite okay. a right. You answered okay. it very well. Okay. Um, um, no, we we serve we serve actually anybody that comes through our door. Mm-hmm. You know whether they're. A uh, 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 Muslim, Christian, atheist, white, black, Hispanic, Indian, you you know, it doesn't matter. Um, when they come for help uh, or for, for for some type of assistance, we are obligated to um, to to help them. Mm-hmm. So yes. we don't we don't we don't turn we don't turn any, any regardless of who it is. Yeah. Do and when you're doing in reference to counseling women of uh, uh, addiction, um, one of the problems that we find in the community, the approach to um, recognizing and addressing uh, women and men with addictive um, disorders, uh, we all know that trying to, uh, we all have friends or some of us have family members that or have been addicted to um, drugs, alcohol, whatever the case may be, but addictive natures. And um, some call it a a disorder. Some call it a, uh, you know, that it's just, it's all right. It's just what people decide to do. How do you, once you get the men and women to um, submit to to discontinue the addictive um, disorder behaviors, to stay on the right path, is there a preventive relapsing program that you offer, that you render to the individuals that are addicted to substance abuse um, and things of that nature? 
Well, one of the things that we do is um, we do an assessment mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, first. When they come through the door, we have a um, – um, there are three women that do the assessments, and sometimes I, I do them. And we find out through the assessments what their needs are, what their goals are, what their strengths are, weaknesses, their history of um, drugs and alcohol, and so on and so forth. And when we see that it's it's more serious for us to handle, we refer them to uh, um, other agencies that are better equipped to handle um, whatever their uh, um, uh, abuse problem is, like we are, we're very much connected with community hospital, you know. So um, they, we do have women and men that come through our doors that have mental issues um, due to the drugs and alcohol, and some are just um, uh, um, mental health issues that has nothing to do with drug, drug and, and alcohol. So what we do is, like I was saying before, we track them. We stay in contact with them. If they need us, um, we go to some of their sessions with them. You know, we just don't send them somewhere or come in for one or two uh, uh, sessions and then, um, you know, just stop. We have two uh, um, uh, women on, on our team that are licensed therapists. So I don't I don't I don't have a license. I'm a drug and alcohol counselor, but I don't have a license, but we have licensed therapists on our team. So when you know, after we do the assessment we see that it's more serious, you know, that's when we bring them in. And like I said, we we keep a track on them. We're always calling them, How you doing? Do you need anything? Everything is okay. And that a lot of times, um, Sister Rashida is just what people want. You know, that's what they need. They just want to know that somebody care about them. You know, the fact that when we call, they say, wow, I can't believe that you call on a Sunday. I'm calling you on a Sunday afternoon to check on you. And they they really appreciate that. So at any given time, you know, we'll call, see how you're doing, see if you need anything. And just that alone sometimes is what keeps people going, just to show that somebody loves them, that somebody cares for them. So um, that that goes a long way. Yes, it does. It really does. So basically you you also give them that um, roadmap, and with the roadmap you also give them the resources um, and that support mechanism that so many women and uh, people that are um, with addiction, what they lack, and this is where you find a lot, a lot of relapse come from, that lack of support or lack of where to go to get the information from. So I commend you on that being that resource um, uh, mechanism for the women uh, that you serve and, and the men as well. That's great, wonderful. Um, uh, uh, people don't know, Rabia, that me and you go back a long, long way, <laughs> over some odd years, if I'm correct about mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my, my son, yeah. yeah, he was a baby when I met you. And um, wow. got reconnected again after, what, 15 years recently? Yeah. And to yeah, find out. Really yeah, to find out we both were, uh, God placed us, the law placed us in Chester to do the work. I mm-hmm. think the work that you are doing, 
And I was hoping that Jessica, your assistant, um, was able to call in. I was really expecting her to call in because I had some questions for Jessica as well. <laughs> so I was expecting her to, to give us a yeah, call. Jessica, so just, uh, Jessica just uh, texted me and said she was on her way back. She she actually she was moving today, and she started out pretty early so that she could get to the show. And right. you know how that is when you're moving. It's, it's still she's right. not even home yet. So well, we're we're, we're we're we probably catch her um, right before we um, go off. Let me ask you something right. else here. Do you um deal with the Latino community as well? Because I was looking at some of your information. And I did see that you do, um, you know, offer render services to the Latino Spanish speaking community. Is that correct? Yes, actually, our our um, our flyer, our uh, brochure cards, we have them in uh, Spanish and in English, okay. and um, we do have a translator. So, and she's still working on it, but a lot of the program. A lot of the programs are in Spanish because um, we definitely did not want to leave out the Latino um, population. You know, um, there okay. is a barrier. There's a barrier there, and a lot of um was found out that even with that community, that because of their culture, you know, that they don't like to expose certain things, you know, but... um because we do have an, um, uh, um, a Latino um, um, interpreter and one that is a counselor, they feel more comfortable when they see us working as a unit. It's not all black. It's not all Latino. It's not all white. It's not all Muslim. It's not all Christian, you know, that they see a co- collaborative, you know, and they they do feel the ones that we do have, it's not that many, but the ones that we do have, they do feel comfortable, you know, because they're able to express themselves, you know, um, amongst a group of women that have the same, going through some of the same issues as they are, and they're not looked down upon, you know. Well, um, everyone, we're going to let Abdul and Zayin sign off. They're, they're looking and they're they're getting tired. <laughs> so <laughs> say good night to Sister Rabia and Miss Jasmine and your listening audience. Thanks, Sister Good night. Good night, dear. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This was an um a a treat to me. Thank you for coming. And good night, oh. Jacqueline Taylor Adams. Good night, sirs. Good night, <laughs> good night young sirs. <laughs> Uh, Alex? You always got to clear your throat. I know. Good. Stuffy. I'd like to say goodnight to Ms. Jacqueline Adams and Ms. Rabia. It's been a pleasure to have Ms. Rabia on tonight on this nice evening, even though it's raining. And I'd like to thank Ms. Jacqueline Adams for the work that we that she has done for our talk show. And uh, just goodnight to us. Both of you in the audience. Good night. Great. Good night, sir. Good night. Good night. Good night. Get some rest. Wonderful. I didn't.
tell them to say that now. It wasn't scripted. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Okay, Sister Rivia, what we're going to do now, now we're going to take this down. This is the session that I call um, Grown Folk Talk. Now, with this session, we kick it just like we would do on the phone, and we're going to get a dialogue going. And one of the dialogues that I want to touch on this evening, um, beyond the domestic um, abuse and the addiction of uh, the women, I also want to cover something that is really um, prominent in our community, and that's women of incarceration. And um, what's going on with our women uh, that are let loose from the institutions and with no place to go, and what are the the resources, and if they're not accessible to resources, what are some of the the complications or problems in their lives that can occur? So we want to start off, Sister Rebia, of I didn't ask you to get this, so I didn't. Um, I don't expect you to have numbers in front of you, but we need to to know um, in reference to how serious this is, because it affects the whole family, not just the um, women. It also affects their children, their spouses, you know, distant family members, and then there are women that are also uh, incarcerated because of domestic abuse. And how relevant is that? And what are the odds against them of coming out and being um, fruitful and prosperous members of society if there's no assistance out here for them? Because I know that the struggle that you're making and that you're having, trying to keep smart afloat and trying to do mm-hmm. the thing. So, I mean, in, in, in reality, and we're going to keep it real, what mm-hmm. are facing with no funding and things of that nature, and what can we do? Um, one of the things, um, I'm going to go back to the to the first thing that you said, and I'm going to bring it forward, was that the women, um, and we're starting to get a lot of letters from women um, from Muncie and Cambridge Springs. Those are the two state prisons in Pennsylvania that are overpopulated since 2007, uh, the prisons, uh, um, 11, they have, in the, the uh, women's prisons have um, increased their population by 11%, and that's mm. since 2011 to 2010. I mean, I'm to 2007 to 2010, you know, mm-hmm. so that's in, in three years. I don't know what the stats are for 2012 yet. They probably won't come out until 2013. Right. And usually they're like every every three years or or so. So, mm-hmm. but I'm 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 guessing that it's going to be pre- pretty much up there. Um, what 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 we find though through some through some studies that I have done was that um, uh, uh, 60 63 percent of the women that are becoming incarcerated now is through drug drug dealing. Because what happens is they're that, they're mm-hmm, they're 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 selling drugs and they're using drugs because that's the lifestyle that they were used to, and then their boyfriend or their husband got locked up and they carried it on. So that's that's at like sixty three percent is because of drug drug use 
selling and using, you know. And then you have the ones who are just coming upon uh, uh, um, um, hard times and they're they're going through abuse. And the abuse, it wasn't, it was, it may have been like twenty percent, something like that, was because of domestic violence. But like I said, for 2013, those numbers are going to be. So I'm just curious to know what what those numbers are going to be, you know. Um, but the women are taking some of the roles of the men because in the in the state of Pennsylvania alone, in our 24 state institutions, there are over 51,000 men, and it's over 90,000 with the with the um, with the 24 state institutions, and all of the I think we have like 67 county prisons. Wait, so back up, Sister Rabia, Can you back up? Because you just um, you said that number a little too fast. Um, mm-hmm. Can you repeat? Because that that number just is like blew my mind. Can you repeat that? It's it's uh, um, fifty out of, out of the twenty four state state prisons. There are over fifty one thousand men, and out of the um, including with that, we have 67 counties, 67 county jails. And out of the 67 county jails, there are over 90,000 oh, men incarcerated in the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, my, 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 my. Can, can you believe that? No, you know, I cannot. Over, yeah, over, over 90,000. I looked at the stats two weeks ago, you know, so... It's, it's it's really alarming. So what 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 happens is that the women we're forced to take on the roles of the men and providing for our families. So if this is what they're used to, they they you know their men were doing the bank robbing and selling the drugs, and they adapted that behavior. So that's that's why so many women, you know, is is climbing. Those numbers are climbing for the women that's that's um that's being locked up. They matter of fact that they're talking about now. I was at a meeting today. They're talking about now opening up another female prison out there near Grayford. Mm. Because payments brings the Muncie, Muncie's two hundred is two hundred inmates um um over their capacity. So they have to open another state facility for for women. So, you know, and what, what we do is we try to change their way of thinking. When they come through our doors, we try to change their way of thinking because if we change their way of thinking, their behavior will change. So we try to give them alternatives. You don't have to sell drugs. You can do this. Number one, have faith and trust in your creator that he's going to help you. You know, next Put your put your foot forward, you know, and just you know, even if it's washing cars, even if it's making cookies and selling them after school, whatever it is that you have to do that is legal that's going to keep your family together. We try to tell it's more important that you keep your family together because if you get locked up, you're going to jail. Your husband is in jail. You're in jail, and your children are in the system. So what mm-hmm. happens is that your, your children end up in jail. You know, over at SCI Chester Prison, we have four sets of four generations, of three three generations, the grandfather, the father, and the son. We have four sets of 
three generations in prison. So I said, Anthem, y'all in prison, who out there helping, who out there protecting your mother, your sister, and your daughter? <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's, it's, the, it's, it's a battle. We just have to just con- continue to fight, you know, continue to, to, um, to, to uh, talk to them. You know, I like I like the idea of changing the um, mindset because a lot of the young women and men are incarcerated because of um, bad decision making, um, impulsiveness, impulsive behaviors, and a lot of our. Um, I know that the African American community we don't like to address certain issues, as you spoke on the the mental health. And we really don't like telling our business that we, mm-hmm. we're being abused or we don't, our husband is, is whooping our, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, children are going through what they're going through. We are taught as African-American um, children, as children, you know, don't tell your business, keep your business in the house. So a lot of times mm-hmm. that when um, a lot of women are in, in dismay or they're in despair, uh, being domestically abused, that it becomes a, a mental um, um, distress, and then they mm-hmm. lash out and they may commit the crime of murder or what what have you. Um, mm-hmm. We we know that these situations happen. We have heard it about it. We known those that have went through it, and um, mm-hmm. I even of a girlfriend of mine that went through it as well, and she came close to killing her husband, and. Mm-hmm. Um, she spent time in, in jail, you know, for attempted murder, but the whole thing was that he had been abusing her, beating her with chairs and, you mm. know, knives and things on her. But because of the fact that she had not, um, you know, reported these things and kept them to herself, then it came off like she was the aggressor because she mm. did not have the evidence or the documentation to document what was going on. And he, you know, obviously was a monster. And a lot of the women feel, um, Mabia, that they're, you know, they can't get the help because if they do go report it, the state and, and government is going to take their children. How do we get women to basically um, open up and, and, and express what's going on with them? A lot of the young girls are being molested and they think and raped and they think that because they go willingly with the guy or the guys and, you know, it's okay you know, they're not going to report it because, you know, it, it's one of those things I went willingly and now they have developmental um, issues and begin to to lash out on drugs or through cutting themselves. And then that puts them in situations as well. How do we combat situations like that when we meet different women that are going under those circumstances? And some of them may not, um, they feel uncomfortable about going to get the help. Like the young girl that I brought to you, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you know, mm-hmm. out of, that it's out of her um, embarrassment why she's um, not reached, well, she's gotten herself into uh, a program now where she goes tomorrow, but mm-hmm. that initial thing of embarrassment, I saw it in her face, I saw it in her that caused her not to 100% reach out. How do you mm-hmm. combat things like that? One one of the things, Rashid, is is that we sometimes put ourselves in those predicaments, and so we have to make better choices. Right. You know that when you know that 
you know, you you just met this guy, and then you going off somewhere with him, you don't even know him. You know, well, that that right there, you maybe you shouldn't go off with him and you don't know him. You met him, and he has a baby face, and he's saying all these sweet things, you know, but you don't know him, you know. So um, some of the times I think it's the choices that, that we make that we're not careful. And I was telling this to um, – a few ladies, when you meet these guys, you know, you might want to do a background check, you know, and some of these background checks, it doesn't cost anything, you know. Sometimes you might have to spend $20, but you might want to start doing some background checks, get a medical check, you know, because you're meeting these people. You don't know who they are. You don't know where they've been, you know. Um, I know at one time, I asked the brother, I need I need your social security number, you know, because I need to know that you are who you say that you are. I don't know if you're that person or not. So it's the nowadays because so many things like that happen with the rapes and with the um, molestation and 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 all of this abuse, you know. I think that we as women need to take a stand. You know, before I deal with you, brother, I don't care what you're saying. Let me check you out. You well, know, it. It. I, I watched, I'm sorry, I watched the ID channel. I'm sure a lot of people watch the ID channel. And I've never seen that before. Oh, the man, ID you, got, channel? you got to tune into the ID channel. Well, anyway, okay. I have never seen so many murderers and cutthroats and conniving, sneaky men. And mm-hmm. from what I'm these men are telling these women things, and they're also covering up their little background. So they add well. modern technology and, and computers, and it's just amazing to me the extent that they go through to um, get the, the, the women. But we're going to go on another um, subject, because I want to keep it on the um, reentry aspect, because I find that to be, because you know that's one of my interests, um, reentry, mm-hmm. trying mm-hmm. to services for, um, you know, mainly um, our our young men. Um, that's really where I'm at with it. And um, mm-hmm. I want to get into that uh, a little bit now in reference to incarceration of our young men and circumstances that they put themselves into. Um, as you know, I've just experienced that um, with my son. And mm-hmm. um, for... For mothers on either side of the fence, um, mm-hmm. if you are the victim or the uh, parent of the accuser or mm-hmm. of the associate accuser, mm-hmm. it's um, by our young men not making the right choices um, and not knowing the laws in which, as we say, know the, the laws of your land, they're not really knowing what these laws in the state of Pennsylvania, they're really tough here. And I don't think that a lot of our young people um, understand that one mistake can really cost you, um, some of them can cost the rest of your life. It can take 10 years off of your life. Some of them can take 20 off of your life. And you really don't have to be the one to commit the crime. You just happen to be the one to be there or to accompany them somewhere that you really, in lack of judgment, uh, did not, you know, had no intention of doing so, but now you're wrapped up. 
how do we get our young people to understand the laws in, in which they live and to get them to understand that the choices that you make, whether we say the company, watch the company that you keep, to get them to understand the seriousness that if you commit a crime in the state of Pennsylvania, um, if someone commits a crime and you are associated with a crime as far as conspiracy, then more than likely you're going to get, you know, if you're not going to get the exact time that the um, person that committed the crime got, you're going to get very close to that. And I don't think that people really understand how important um, that is. Can you uh, elaborate on that? And I know by you working in a prison, you have ran into so many situations like that with young men and women coming into the prisons, and they're just, they say, wow, you know, I didn't do it, but, hey, wrong place at the wrong time, and the law has um, demanded because on the books that you get 20 years. Yeah, they, um, I know one of the things is that when our boys are growing up, you know, um, unfortunately a lot of them are not exposed to people who was pushing education, you know, um, and I think that that is one of the, um, that's one of the downfalls is, is, is that, you know, we have to push education. We have to expose them to different things, you know, and not just say, okay, this is where you live. You live uh, 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 20, 22nd in Lehigh, and that's all you know without taking them out and exposing them to different things. You know, um, listening to some of the stories from the men that were in prison, Rashida, a lot of them said the same thing. Well, this is all I knew. I didn't know no other way to live. This is what my father did. This is what his father did. I didn't know about... um you know, going to the poker news. I didn't know about horseback riding. I didn't know about getting a bachelor's in law and bachelor's in education. And and I found a lot of the a lot of the men that were in in prison had a lot of different skills, but they didn't know how to implement those skills. You know, they was able to do it in prison because they had the time. You know, but we we um we have to educate them. You know, we have to give them the resources. We got to take them, take them out of places, and then we have to be consistent. You know, because once we're consistent with with it, you know, there are uh, there's a less chance that they're going to go to prison. But we have to show them a way. Sometimes you have to give them. Some people say, "I'm only giving you one chance." Well, sometimes this person might need ten chances. You know, until they get it. You know. But we have to we have to sometime um you to take them by the hand and say, "You know what? this is what happens if you do this. This is what happens. I'm going to show it to you again, and I'm going to show it to you again you know and let's let's take a ride up to the Poconos. Let me show you about horses. You know there was a gentleman in prison he made he made dial houses out of um he used paper and uh, 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 some kind of, not popsicle sticks, uh, uh, toothpicks and something else he was using, but he made dial houses. And until this day, he's been out about six years now, 
and he has his own business. He makes dollhouses and charges three or four hundred dollars for each one. So he made he actually made a business, and we were talking to him with a business plan, everything while he was in prison, and now he's doing really well. You know, he's doing really good for himself. You know, so you have those type of stories, but it's up to us. You know, as the mothers, the sisters, the neighbors, you know, to teach them and to teach others how to teach them. Because if they don't be, you know, if they don't get taught, you know, Sister Rashida, how are they going to know? Some Somebody has to teach them. And it just may be a lot, you know, the women being the more nurturer, you know, one it may it may have to be us, you know, but somebody has to do the teaching, you know, take them to that's why one of the things that we're doing tomorrow at the boys and girls club with the f b i the f b i showing they want to show and say, you know what some you you could be an agent and and it's cool you could you could be a forensic um a uh, a uh, worker, and it's cool you could work in a in a um a funeral home and you could work and be a detective, and these are cool jobs that will keep you, you know, out out from prison and taking care of yourself and your family. So here it is. We are going to give you different decisions, different um, uh, 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 um, entities where you could pick from and say, you know what, I think I, I, think I, I might like this, you know, mm-hmm. so – your vision won't be so tunneled. You won't just be concentrating on one thing because there's some skilled men and and women in the prisons, but we have to give them a We have to educate them. We have to be consistent with them. We have to teach them because some of them, a lot of them, um, Sister Rashida, that way, that, that, that criminal way of life, that's all they know mm-hmm. until they're taught something different. So, and then some of them, some of them, it's not that that's all they know, because some of them are very um, intelligent. Like we spoke to mm-hmm. different brothers, like uh, you know Ted Sutton and different individuals, brother mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that have been incarcerated. Um, very, very smart brothers, and the street didn't oh, rape. Yeah. They had good families, good mothers, mm-hmm. good fathers. It's something about the draw, the excitement of. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a tr- that's gathering um, our young people, and it can be the wisest ones that make the wrong choices and mm. lead them up the wrong path. When we speak of educating them, I also believe that as we're educating, we also, like I said, we also have to educate our young men and women on the laws of their land. Um, because if you don't oh, know yeah. the consequences of what could possibly happen to you um, beyond just being, you know, caught by the police, beyond just, you know, having to go to court and trying to get a good attorney, but beyond that, that your life could be ruined and all depending on what crime it is and how long you stay into jail, you know, the whole scenario of it. So there's a whole range of, I feel, of education um, because I can't agree with that um, a lot of them weren't taught because I know for a fact that mine was taught, and it still comes down to a lot of it being um, who you, the choices that you make, 
um, who you choose as your friends, who you choose they mm-hmm. call their partners, and um, what do you value? You know, I think that a lot of the young men and women, they have lost value. I know that when we were coming up, our children um, kept us straight. You know, they kept us um, doing certain things and from doing certain things because you mm-hmm. had you had a child. But now it's like um, they don't care about the children, don't care about what mama going to think, about what daddy mm-hmm. thinks. And that type of mentality, I think that we have to try to go in a little deeper because to continue to say that our young people aren't educated, I think this is a misconception. They're very well educated. Maybe it's the the lack of um, understanding that they're not getting. The um, as we go into um, education and we go into to reading dialogue and our logbook, it has a part in there where you go for reading comprehension. So I think that they're reading the writing on the wall, but they're not comprehending it. Um, um, accurately. So then when they get in these bonds and these situations, you know, they're shocked the way that the um, situation has turned out because they did not comprehend the law. Mm-hmm. They were told that if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get in trouble. It may cost you your life. But the reality of it hasn't sunk in. And then we're dealing with our young people now. We're dealing with the, the drugs and the the extreme alcohol um, drinking uh, mm-hmm. the of choice is this drug um, called wet. Um, we know it as the old angel dust. But now they're putting something else in it that's making you come out your clothes. Um, young brothers are shooting one another, and they're mm-hmm. doing this where they're aiming for the head. And I've seen it around here in my neighborhood, you know, men and women, young women running down the street butt naked, um, and they're mm-hmm. all wet. I have seen the young men on pills, um, staggering, can barely stand up. Um, mm-hmm. and do they remember what happened the next day? Mm-hmm. They don't remember. So we have a serious um, epidemic, I think, um, in our communities that no one is addressing um, with our young people. And mm-hmm. there are beyond, and we're not even talking about the STDs that your organization cover as well. We know that that's still running rampant and no one's speaking mm-hmm. on it. There's a lot of issues in our community, and this is why, Sister Rabia, that I'm so glad that you have joined in with the NECC to collaborate with mm-hmm. us to bring in the community building and capacity building of um, a collaborative effort that we can be an international movement to help and assist others and to, um, like I say, I always say I never want to reinvent the wheel. I just want to enhance it. So we can enhance those and share our resources and our information with others. I think that um, we can make a world of a difference. I know that you're making a world of a difference in the lives of the women that you service. I know that you are waiting on housing for some of the women, which is um, phenomenal. And with budget cuts and no one wanting to assist, I would like to extend an invitation to our listening audience because this show will be posted um, constantly and I'm going to make sure that I continue to post it, that if anyone wants to reach out to you to lend up assistance, um, new items uh, I would prefer, coming from the flip side, that you send new items, whether it be underwear, um, socks, like she said, pampers, 
the things of that nature that would help a woman to basically get on her foot to mm-hmm. call you and lend you assistance. Like she said, it doesn't have to be monetary. You can go out and pick out the stuff yourself and, and mm-hmm. send it off. You know, you can do that. Um, some people are funny about giving money, and that's okay. We don't, we don't take that personal because we understand. But you also can go while you're picking up yourself a pair of underwear, you can pick up another woman a pair of underwear. You're picking up this your shirt, then pick up a baby another T-shirt. These are things that you can do to assist and help as well. So, Sister Rabia, you want to give out your um, your website as well as your email address and a telephone number where you can be reached. Uh, yes, absolutely. Please visit the website. It's uh, www. Dot smart S is a Sam M is a Mary A is an Apple R is in Rich T is in Terry dash the number two dash change C is in Cat H is in Harry A is an Apple and is in Nancy G is in Gary E is in Everybody dot org so that's smart www.smart-2-change.org and um, the email address is smart the number 2 change at yahoo.com that's smart the number 2 change at yahoo.com and our telephone number is 484 Nine zero five two zero two seven. That's four eight four nine zero five two zero two seven. But the and and please visit the website because the website will show um, things that we have done in the past, and you can see um, you can see me, you can see the staff. Um, it even have on there, um, if anybody wants to volunteer, we have the volunteer applications. Um, I think you'll like the, you know, the um, the website is very, very informative. We also have a reentry section. Um, we have a, this, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of things on the website, you know, and then if you have any questions about anything, you know, always feel free to call feel free to email. I usually check my email. Um, I try to check it at least three times a day. Um, some days I don't, I'm not able to get to it until at nighttime, you know, but I, I, I do I do check it pretty often. Okay, great. Great, great, great. That is so wonderful. It has been a wonderful, wonderful interview, Sister Rebia. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> Really do um, appreciate you and your efforts, and we want to remind everyone once again that there will be an event at the um, Chester Community Center at um, City Hall in Chester, Pennsylvania, from 12 to 5 p.m. We're going to have entertainment, um, R&B, hip-hop, Latino music involved, and it's also going to be a meeting of the minds. We're also going to be doing a awareness fundraiser for one of the young men in Chester by the name of Shaquille Smith. And we had Shaquille on 
the show uh, a few months ago, uh, speaking about his um, incident where he was shot and, and paralyzed from the mm. band. And um, he's interesting in getting some um, STEM uh, research as well as shots. And that's going to cost Yeah, so we want to bring about awareness to him, um, for him, I'm sorry, uh, and his plight and to hope that we can help him and his foundation get started because he does have a Shaquille Smith Foundation already that him and his mom started together uh, for him. And he would really like to receive the shots as well. This was a good good young man, um, high school wow. student on the basketball team, was not about crime or violence, went to mm. a party, um, argument broke out with some of his friends and another young man, and when they left the party, they thought everything was okay, the young man came back shooting in the crowd and shot him. Then the young man has never been found or caught, so um, he has taken his life and all his anger, and he goes and he speaks to the young people in the city of Chester, um, about gun violence. So we want wow. to assist the showman in the city of Chester as well. And um, the work that we're doing there, as I said before, is to assist, not to um, reinvent anything or the will. So we wanted to mention that. And there's someone else that I want to, two other people I want to mention, well, three people, <laughs> that I want to uh, give um, shout-outs to, Sister Rabia, um, and that would be um, my son, I mean, um, also known as Roscoe Goldchain. And I'm so blessed that Allah um, uh, made a way for you and that um, you have came out, um, you know, victorious uh, as to be expected. Um, thank God that the situation that was at hand you had no part but guilty by association. So mm-hmm. as a mother, I am pleased to to say that you had no part in that madness. But choices that we make, you still have to pay the cost. But I am thankful that it didn't go the way that we anticipated. And I am so grateful yeah, to his, one of the best attorneys in the world, as far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. <laughs> Brother Tariq Shabazz, um, here mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. He is the best, um, and I send my shout-outs to him. And another young man um, that I just spoke with the other day as well, Mr. Pharrell Williams, the producer, music um, guru. I want to thank him for all of his support um, for my son and my family. Um, He is a phenomenal brother, and I just want to extend the shout-outs to the three of them, as well as my mother, Rosie Porter. I want to extend a warm uh, shout out to her and love, and to all the members of the NECC. I want to send a shout out to you guys and to thank you for all your support, and to let you know that we are putting on our working boots and we're going in and to do the work um, that God has um, bestowed upon us to do. So what we're going to do now, we're going to take a minute um, because when we come back, I'm going to close out. And I don't know if Jacqueline um, has a, a piece by um, the artist Liberty, um, thank you, or if she has something by Miss Betty's son. I would like to take, Rabia, I don't want you to go anywhere because we're going to close out okay. the show in a few minutes. But okay. I want to 
take a little breather and um because I want to come back and touch on something um so Ms. Jacqueline Taylor Adams could you take us into a, a just a few minute break um with one of the songs Thank You by Liberty or either um a piece by Miss Betty's son Thank you so much, Sister Rashida. 
to your dad as well. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> huh? You want to say that again? To your dad. I wanted to give a oh. shout out to your dad. <laughs> you know, and, oh, and your, your your wonderful family. Alhamdulillah. So, but you you um uh, I I I'm gonna have to say that um that uh uh you are the the phenomenal one that um all of the work that you're doing I I feel like I'm a reflection of you you know mm-hmm. that you you do um man you do fantastic work and I know sometimes you don't you don't feel up to it you know but you still keep it you still keep it moving you know and making sure that the radio show goes on make sure that the show go, goes on making sure that you still provide things services and and, and uh, support to the young generation you know and population that you serve and that you help you know so i think that um and i'm I, i'm the one that is really honored that um that uh, um that NECC would have us you know collaborating you know, for all of the fine work that is going on, you know, because it's 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 much needed. It's much needed. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, thank you for that, Sister Rabia. And once again, I want to give a shout out to my son. I mean, Roscoe. Um, I love you very much, and God is good all the time, and Allah has showed you mercy, my son. So we want to make sure that we connect you with Sister Rabia when you get out. Yes, absolutely. Continue to make the right choices in your life. And as I said before, I am so blessed that Allah showed me what I needed to see for myself that I could begin the healing process because I was held a prisoner within myself for the last three years, um, not knowing. And I feel so great knowing that my son is not a murderer that he did not commit a murderous crime, but as I said mm, before, because um, association. And this is what I want the young men to see out of my son's experiences, that um, you have to be careful who you associate yourself with and the past and the walk that you direct your feet with and the things that you touch and what comes out of your mouth because Allah hears you and the other entities hears you as well. And we are held accountable for the things that we do. And sometimes we're caught and chastised for not what we have done at that time, but what we have done before. And I'd rather get mm-hmm. my here on earth than to receive it in paradise. So I wish everyone well. Um, sister Jacqueline Taylor Adams, you are a phenomenal, phenomenal sister. I tell everyone this is marketing queen. If you need any marketing, you need PR work, listen, you have to check out Sister Jacqueline Taylor Adams and you can go on the Facebook, Key and Jacqueline Taylor Adams. You can go on the Master Griot um, Radio.com. I mean, she's all over the place and she is phenomenal. Jacqueline, we appreciate you. To Zayin and Abdul, I love you. You are phenomenal brothers. And to my family and all the NECC and all the precious, precious babies and children and oppressed of the world, my prayers go out to you, and a change is definitely going to come. We tune out. We will see you next month, the second Tuesday of each month, on the flip side. We love you.
switch to metro it's smart you should get this unbelievable deal under your tree switch and get an iphone 6s on us hurry because deals this good don't last long metro by t-mobile plus sales tax and activation fee not valid for current t-mobile network numbers or numbers active on metro in past 90 days see store for details and terms and conditions <laughs> what can i get you hey santa a pony and an iphone for my mom she really wants one that's a lot look at metro they'll give you an iphone 6s just for switching charlie jingle bells i should switch to metro it's smart you should get this unbelievable deal under your tree switch and get an iphone 6s on us hurry because deals this good don't last long metro by t-mobile Plus sales tax and activation fee. Not valid for current T-Mobile network numbers or numbers active on Metro in past 90 days. See store for details and terms and conditions. <laughs> 